Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. We are not far from playoff participants being announced. In fact, Max Olson, as we record this, we are less than 12 hours from knowing who will be in the playoff. This obviously has a short shelf life, so just listen to this while you're eating breakfast. And Ari Wasserman and I will be back right after they announce the playoff teams. But Max, we have to talk about this because, you know, I got this email from our friends at The Athletic, from our bosses, saying we're going to have a roundtable where we decide who's number four. And I'm like, wait, we're arguing about just number four? Shouldn't we be arguing about number three and number four? First of all, I just want to say I appreciate the invite for this. You picked the least opinionated person of our national writers for this Good. very this is, important This is pod. who I want. This is um, who I want. We've got a lot of people throwing throwing heat this week on The Athletic, and, I, and I'm the indecisive you know, separate emotion from logic one. So I want to let you cook in this podcast, but well, no, no, no. Yes, okay. This I, is good. I, I, say, want to run, I want to run the test on you. I'm okay. going to run the test on you. I'll so, say this though. First of all, in, 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 in addressing what you just said, um, what a blessing for Ohio state that Notre Dame and Trey Sermon did what they did. Cause it totally changes the whole narrative of the day. Yes, correct. And now, it's, it's not even narrative. Like, Ohio State was going to lose if Ryan Day did not realize you are allowed to hand off to running backs more than every seventh play. Yeah. Like, I didn't understand what they were doing. <laughs> it was like they did not realize this was a legal thing, that you could just hand it to him until they stopped him. And by yeah, the way, they never it, stopped him. It felt him. like kind of like the curse of when you have the Superman QB and you're like, well, we can do everything. And it's like... Eh, why don't we just do the thing that's working really well? I, I know Garrett Wilson's probably faster than no, uh, Northwestern's DBs, but why don't we just stick to the thing that's really working? You know? Yeah, do the thing that works. It's cool. It, it, it will get you the result you want. Yeah. And the thing is, Ohio State's eye test, that gap closed with Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame's gap closed with everybody Yeah, because they got shelled. They did not look like the same team that beat Clemson. And it, I mean, look, Trevor Lawrence is amazing, but that's not just Trevor Lawrence. That's those guys coming back on defense. That's Skalski and, and that group. But it's also Clemson just flexing athletically. And the thing is, that's what Alabama can do. We don't know if anybody else can. Maybe that's what Ohio State can do, but we don't know. And then... Right. This is the thing. Everybody's been talking about how Ohio State has this huge advantage because they only play six games and they didn't have enough ch- as many chances to lose as these other teams. Mm-hmm. That's not it. They're playing six games may prove to be a disadvantage for them because they didn't get many chances to look good. I mean, right. when did Ohio State look really good? I think the Michigan State game, given the circumstances of that game, I think that should qualify as looking really good. But I don't know that there's been a lot of other games like that. You know, Texas A&M's had some games where they looked really good. They also have a win, a best win, that looks much better now that Florida played a one-possession SEC championship game against Alabama. It's kind of it, – it's a hard relative thing now, right? Because we're, we've, Alabama we've now them. seen that Florida is pretty much as good as A&M, and they're pretty much as good as Alabama on their best day, right? We know A and M's not near as 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 good when they play Bama. Not nowhere close. No, and the problem is, unless you put A and M at three, which I don't think they will, mm-hmm. they're playing Bama. Yeah, 
Yeah. So that, there's your issue. It, it would no, have been nice probably for AM too. I, the way this shook out, I, you know, if maybe if they had been scheduled with Ole Miss this week instead of Tennessee, is that maybe a slightly more exciting game that gets more people I, sort I of think talking that, about AM? If that Ole Miss game had been played on time, it would have helped. Yeah. Although Ole Miss losing to LSU doesn't really help either. You know, True. that's it, we, we know Ole Miss has good offense, but you know, AM probably would have had their way with Ole Miss's defense just like everybody else has. So my my question for you now, coming out of the ACC one, is I think you've seen, I'm sure, on Twitter, like there's a lot of people who, and maybe this goes back to the semifinal a couple of years ago, who when Notre Dame loses a game like this, people say, "Oh, they were frauds," you know, and I don't think that's right. I don't I don't think that I, I think the resume I, th- I think they'll still be in the playoff because of the total resume and the respect that that's earned from the committee. But um, do you? How much does it make you? Like, do you still hold up the game they played in November in South Bend for what it was, or do you second guess that now? I think the committee is going to second guess it, but the the thing is, I think the committee may come back to it though and just say, "Well, it's still the best win anybody has." I agree, because the committee to this point has always appreciated good wins. Good wins have always kind of floated everybody like Ohio state in 2016, they don't win the big 10, but if you did a blind resume, they had more good wins than everybody. Cause that was the team that went to Norman and beat Oklahoma when Oklahoma was the big 12 champ that year. And you know, sure. it, it's not, it's, it's not, they don't seem to care as much about losses or anything else as they do really good wins. The problem is hardly anybody has a lot of really good wins because the, the distribution I mean, was just so different this year. A&M has, has beat two teams with winning records. Correct. And Clemson has beaten... That's just where the SEC is this year. So Clemson while has I beaten recognize, two teams with winning records too, right? Um, I think. Well, it depends on if you want to say conference record or total record, but... Yeah, so it's yeah. not... It, this, is, this is the issue you run into. And so all we really know is Alabama at one and Clemson at two. Mm-hmm. Who... Okay. And we, we think... Uh, to to go back to your earlier point, I think watching Ohio State, it's always interesting to see them get challenged. That's why we watch these. That's why we want to see them play more games, just to see if there's anybody that can beat them. But um, I think there's you probably not the greatest performance, and I just don't think we go into this playoff feeling like Ohio State definitely definitely can beat Clemson and Alabama. They can play them really close. I have no doubt. They've got a ton of talent, and we saw today when when you take some of that talent off the field. It's a lot closer, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by where Ohio, Ohio State can win it all, but I, I don't know that I feel real good in calling that shot at this point. Yeah, it, but I, I guess they're going to be number three, but and that's the assumption everybody's making, but we've never had a committee have to deal with a, a team that only played six games before. Yeah. Yeah, they've never left an undefeated Power 5 champ out, but that... Undefeated Power Five champ was always twelve and 13 and zero. Like this is this team is six and zero, right? And does that make a difference? Is there a win they can hang their hat? Now the Indiana win's good. Sure, you know? sure. they didn't blow Indiana out, but A and M didn't blow Florida out, right? Alabama didn't blow Florida out. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I think for me, well, I, I still feel like Notre Dame is four. I, I, or I, at least I think that's what it's going to be. I just think, as I said, having two two wins over teams with winning records, I just, as much as Jimbo wants to say, oh, we won seven games in a row in the SEC, and that it's 
certainly I, laudable. I don't. I don't, think I don't know that this, this SEC year. is. Yeah, I, is I just demonstrably stronger than the ACC this year. You know, no, it's 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 good at the top, sure, but there's not a lot of middle in the SEC this year. No. So no. yeah, I, I think that that argument falls flat this year. And how many you know how many teams in the country, Andy, would go one and one against Clemson? That, exactly. There are not many. <laughs> There's just not, you know? Okay. So I'm going to give you the test. If you listen to this podcast, then you know how I would prefer to pick number four. And that is when Nick Saban leaves Mercedes-Benz Stadium tonight, a bunch of guys run up and, and put a bag over his head and throw him in a van, and then they inject him with some sort of truth serum. And they pull the bag off his head, and they say, Coach Saban, We'll get you back to your hotel room or get you back to Tuscaloosa. Everything will be hunky-dory. But I have one question for you. Who would you like to play? Who would you least like to play? And I'm going to give you a list, Max Olson slash Nick Saban. You're a very woozy Nick Saban. Hmm. You're in a van with no windows. You don't know what, what you're doing there. You don't know what's going on. Are people wearing masks in this van? Or, I mean, is that an added factor? I mean, they don't really need to wear masks anymore. Okay, like, Bill right. Hancock can show his face. It's cool. Okay, all right, cool. So, I'm going to give you a list. Who would you least like to play? Notre Dame? Texas A&M? Cincinnati? Oklahoma? Or Coastal Carolina? Now, of course, the, the the answer is he'd probably least like to play Florida at this point, right? Florida's not an option. <laughs> um, I, I I think I just want to mention, like they clearly they earned his respect on on, right. on Saturday. So but let's, they're not an option. Let's take that to another conclusion. Would the team that beat them have his respect, even though he beat that team by twenty eight points? <sighs> The team he would least want to play. He also beat the other team to beat Florida by about a million points. Yeah. Um, it's funny because in this kind of, if you're in this spectrum, wouldn't you say Coastal is kind of like right in the middle of like not very fun to prepare for, even though you've got a huge talent advantage if you're Alabama? No, I would I would want to play Coastal if I were Alabama. Yeah, I, I, I think I, they're I not take afraid my of any players teams, against them. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, no, I think I, I, Oklahoma becomes a more interesting one because I, I don't think, I think the so. committee is going to seriously consider Oklahoma. But Oklahoma has a much better defense than they had the past few years. Offensively, I don't know that they are as good as as they were with, say, Kyler Murray when Alabama beat them anyway. Mm-hmm. Although this is a, not as good of an Alabama defense as the one that beat Kyler Murray. <sighs> who, who, where do you think he would settle on A&M Notre Dame? I think he. I think he would least like to play between A and M and Notre Dame. A and M. Show your work. Why, why okay. do you say that? Because they have better players. And I, and I recognize A and M's gotten better since that game. But, but I know not, that that's not, not, not by much. It's close. Yeah, it's very close. The the talent level between those two is is extremely close. Mobile quarterback. Although Ian Book can move a little bit too. They've gotten better as the season's gone on. I just think if you're going to pick between the two of them, I think you probably feel confident if you're Nick Saban playing either one of them. I think, I think so. The, the, the weird thing coming into the day 
And it's why it's, I think we're just struggling to, to know how much do we downgrade Notre Dame in terms of the, the respect for them and, and maybe more specifically how competitive they are in a semifinal. Going into the day, in SP+, Plus, they were a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense. I think yeah. they're a more complete team, you know. Well, that's what's interesting about both those teams because A&M and, and Notre Dame can both beat you on the ground or in the air. Mm-hmm. And so it's not it's not cut and dried. A&M's got some special players on defense. DeMarvin Leal is is one of those. Notre Dame's got some special players on defense. I mean, it's it they're 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 kind of similar. In terms I think of, I think uh, I think Saban would have more respect for Notre Dame. Do you team. think so? I think okay. So. so so you you got Notre Dame in there. So you're gonna go Bama one. Clemson but that's two. also the very specific fact that he's played A and M. He's prepared for A and M. They, they oh, so the, the, you're Nick Saban in, in my in my scenario, and that's that's why you're doing that. So, what what if Dabo was number one? Who do you think he would take? Would he take A and M because he's just beaten Notre Dame? Um, or would he say he'd rather not play Notre Dame because he's already lost to them? Well, again, that's a guy that's played A and M the last two years. Yes, you know? he has. He knows their personnel very well. Yeah. Um, I think he'd rather play A and M. Of the two, he'd, he'd rather because he could beat them. I think so. Okay, so so you got Notre Dame at number four. You're good with Notre Dame. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I just haven't. It's close. I'm not. I'm not knocking any of them at all. It's very, very close for me. And, well, and thing, quite frankly, pick. it's not. It's not. I don't think three and four. I don't think they have great choices there. No, they have to pick two of those three of Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Texas A&M. And I'm not sure there's there's two great choices in there. Well, and it's weird to say, but if AM had lost maybe this is not fair to say, but if AM had lost to Alabama by by seven, if they played the kind of game. We wouldn't even South be having Florida, this conversation. We wouldn't be having it, a conversation. It would just be AM's in. That yeah. would be it. Yeah. But if they, they did played lose the way by Florida played tonight. And, yeah. But AM was never, never competitive yeah. in that game. So yeah. that that's the thing. I we can say it all we want. It happened. And and you can't unsee that. You also can't unsee what Clemson did to Notre Dame today, but at least they have the other win mm-hmm. to kind of counterbalance that. Now, here, here's the other thing. We are right now, before bed, wondering how much Notre Dame gets downgraded. After sleeping on it, do we then maybe more consider the totality of Notre Dame season versus I think so. what happened Saturday? Yeah, and I think the committee is going to do that. I don't. I don't think they're going to get. I think there's enough respect for Clemson that I don't think they're going to have that. Wait a minute, have we been wrong about Notre Dame the whole time? I don't, I don't think we have been. I, I don't yeah. think so. I think the way they played against Carolina, um, you know, the way they're taking care of Miss against everybody else. I, I, you know, they also didn't have to play some of the best teams in their in their league, just as A and M didn't. But um, no, I think the resume will 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 still hold them up pretty high, and and the committee is. Um, respected it to this point, so I just don't know. I'm, I, I just don't know how much it, it changes. I think maybe we may be making more of a controversy out of it than it actually is to them. You know, it may be because it, it, and that's the thing. You know, and that's kind of con- how these Saturday nights are too. You yeah, know? We, you, well, we've had it, a couple of years of these. It's like 2017 where I used the the truth serum test and said, "Well, you got to make Alabama number four. and it was a lot of back and forth between Alabama and Ohio State. In terms of us arguing, and then the committee announces their results, and it really wasn't that close. Mm-hmm. So that's that's true. I just don't know what they want this year. We'll be back to talk more college football right after these words. 
Do you like Formula One but struggle to keep up with everything that's going on? Then we have the podcast for you. Introducing the Race F1 Briefing, the podcast that brings you the latest F1 headlines in 15 minutes or less. With new episodes dropping on all four days of every race event, you'll never miss out on hearing what went down in practice, qualifying or the Grand Prix itself. And we'll also bring you all the behind the scenes news and gossip from the F1 paddock as well. If that sounds like the F1 podcast for you, search The Race F1 Briefing in your podcast app of choice. We'd love to have you join us. Well, another part off of this, and I don't want to take us too far off the road here, but I mean, I'm, I, I still feel like I have a ton of homework to do tomorrow about the Heisman. Oh my gosh, that, that is going to be so hard because, you know, I think if, if it had just been Devontae Smith having a big game tonight. Which he did. Which Certainly he did, did, but not as big as Najee Harris. And, and Najee Harris probably would have been number three of those three Alabama guys going into the day. Yeah. And now you go, now you got to go back and look, wait, wait, wait. How much, how much of this is because we've watched him all season, but have we truly appreciated what what he can do, like we did tonight? Well, it, that trio is just it's a really confounding thing, and I know there's some folks out there who um, now I I would I'm in the camp that like as of tonight I think I may still give my vote to Mac Jones, and I know right. some people probably look at that and kind of roll their eyes and like. He like he's not Jay Coker guys. Like he's putting up Joe Burrow numbers. No, this year. he's putting up you know two what I mean? like, let's not, numbers. Let's not yeah. just because the guys around him are really good. That was true of Joe Burrow last year too. Right. Joe Burrow played with a ton of NFL guys last year. Yeah. But the you know, he's at this point now, I updated the the numbers for him. Um, but I mean he's he he's he still has the best best passing efficiency of all time in college football right now. And yeah. has put up, you know, pretty much the same numbers as Burrow. And Kyler and Mayfield did um, just in conference games, you know. Yeah, and it's it's just scary that offense. And and look, you you understand why they're so hard to stop. Yeah, they 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 have so many. And Mechie, I mean, the Mechie had some great <laughs> catches, but the best thing he had was a tackle. Uh, technically, right? Uh, I, I, you know, technically, Mac Jones has thrown four interceptions this year, but I would say he's thrown three because holy crap, John Mechie! What a ta- oh my, what a hit! Yeah, I mean, and that turned because that game could have turned on that, you know. For it, sure, it was one of those where it's a six point game, but it was one of those where Florida would get within one possession, Alabama would score again. So it, it was more of a two possession game than a one possession game most of the time. But but by the that way, was when it could have it could have flipped. Do do you think that there is going to be a pretty real Trevor bump now too, where he's getting second and third votes now? I think he'll get some second and third votes. I, I just don't know if it's going to be enough to win because yeah. obviously he's very good, but he's never, a lot of it is he's never even had to put up those kind of numbers. Right. They've been able to win without it, you know, then, and we, we so, take so much for granted with Trevor Lawrence at this point, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, Tua didn't win a Heisman either. Nope. Or Watson. Yes. Yeah. Deshaun Watson did, was, Deshaun was, I, I voted Deshaun number one in, in 2015. Mm-hmm. And, I remember people like, what, why are you doing that? What, what are you talking about? I was like, look at the season the guy had. And then after the national title right. game against Alabama, that's, it, it was more, okay, I, I see it. That he, he would win the January Heisman if, if that's how this worked, for sure. That yeah. Year. But, and, and Trevor could potentially do that too because, look, 
Nothing I saw out of Alabama tonight suggests to me that they are invincible. Sure. They're going to score a ton, but they're not invincible. Like a team like Clemson could beat them. So yeah. that, that's the thing that I it, you know, we were we were very going very hard on this Alabama can't be beaten train. Alabama's number one and it's everybody else. I don't think that's the case. Well, and that's where we end up here is I think and I, I've seen already and people, other people point this out, but I think it's I'm generally someone who says, oh, eight's better most of the time. I know it's not every time. This is a year where we've got two great teams. Yeah, They'll you probably could have play PCS this year, and, and people would probably be like, "Okay, we're there, good. there's two, and you could say two and a half. You can throw Ohio State in there because they've played, you know, half a season. But, um, you know, it's it's two elite teams. One that I think it's really close, and then you could throw whoever you want in the four, but you don't think they're going to beat the one. You know, that, and that's the, that's the part that's interesting to me. The committee does not judge it on how interesting the game might be. That's not. You know the way right. they the way they rank the teams. They do the top three first, then they move on to the next section, and they'll they'll take like a pool of six, and then whittle that down to three, mm-hmm. and that'll be numbers four, five, and six. Mm-hmm. And so they're not when they're deliberating, even thinking about what does that mean for the matchup between number one and number four. Right. Right. Which, well, and you know, from I mean, uh, ha- haven't done the um, the mock selection like. Look, it's probably going to be a split room. It, just because whoever number four is, there's probably going to be several people in that room who voted it differently because they think they think it's A and M or or whoever. You know, the the question is: Is there anybody who objects to Ohio State being in there? Because yeah. I, and I don't, I honestly don't think that should be a, a factor. Like, it's not Ohio State's fault that they only played six games. In fact, those players and coaches are. Mm-hmm. A huge reason why the Big Ten played at all. Right. You know, them and Nebraska's players and coaches and, and Iowa's players and coaches and the Penn State players and their parents and all that. I mean, they, they're a huge reason why the Big Ten even got on the field. So to just throw them out because their league tried to to cancel the season, I don't think that's fair either. I think you kind of judge them on their merits. But again, and I've said this all year, when they went mostly conference, they locked the committee mm-hmm. into the eye test. Mm-hmm. This is all eye test. Yep. This is who do you think is better? If they played, who do you think would win? Max, if Texas A&M played Notre Dame, who do you think would win? Uh, Notre Dame. If Notre Dame played Ohio State, who do you think would win? Ohio State. You've just answered the questions. You've just you've just ranked the teams. And, and to me, quarterback's a big part of that, but it's not the only thing, you know? I I mean, but it's not. We saw with Ohio State. Listen, Northwestern has a really good defense. You know what sure Northwestern's do. not capable of doing? Stopping a run game with five NFL offensive linemen and an NFL back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome to see from Sermon, a guy who's been, you know, I haven't watched him at Oklahoma, like just dealt with injuries, never really the right time. Like, yeah. The vision and the toughness today was You, you kind of wonder, would the Big 12 title game have been so dicey had Sermon been a Sooner still? Well, I mean, okay. If they if he was at Oklahoma, I don't think they would have lost to K-State. Exactly. And then, and and they're then probably the, in the debate's playoff. totally different right now. Yeah, because that game, I mean, that, that was a they close finish game. The Iowa State had a K-State chance at the State. end. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, I mean, that that's that's the deal. 
And that's why I think Ohio State will get it because of mm-hmm. the eye test, because of the talent level, all that. And again, you can say, well, that's not how they should do it. This year, it's kind of how they should do it. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I think, as I said at the, at the start, I, I think what worked out well for Ohio State is the conversation, I think, just changed today. I, th- I think it's, should the committee be like talking through Ohio State versus everybody else tonight? Of course, but they're going to be talking about four. And they're, and they're you know, it, at halftime of the B- Big Ten title game, you, you could say like, hey, maybe there should be a conversation about like, how good is Ohio State? Are we sure like this resume is a playoff resume, right? If if they beat Northwestern on a field goal, but the way that Sermon finished it and the way they finished the second half when with Day finally got it right, and then Notre Dame, you know, kind of gave them a gift of of just tor- mm-hmm. sort of stealing everyone's attention. Well, and the thing is, if they go Notre Dame four in this scenario, it is probably the best viewing situation that you can get. Because you get Alabama, Notre Dame, and you get Clemson, Ohio State. Yeah. I mean, that if if we'd said the middle of the season, here's your playoff, these are your teams, these are the matchups, you okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this this worked out, all things considered, and, and concerning when the Big Ten jumped into the fray here, um, yeah, worked out pretty neatly. The fact that you also don't really have the Big 12 and Pac-12 you know, yeah. in this debate where there's not a five-team battle for four, like I think that worked out pretty pretty smoothly. All now we all. we're just assuming that that the committee is going to feel the same way about A and M and Notre Dame. That that is the question, I guess that that will be asked is A and M or Notre Dame. Who do you think is better? And, I'll look, be curious to see I'll, what I'll committee say this people too. say. Like if if Aggies are really really pissed off about that, like I get it. I'm not saying that they should like should, no, like they're wrong and they yeah. should shut up or anything. Like it's a totally it a total valid judgment thing to call. Yeah, it's all it's all. Now what they'll say and and this it's weird because Ohio State if they get in it's pure eye test. If Notre Dame gets in over over A and M, I don't know that that's all eye test. I think there's there's resume involved there too. Yeah, I mean well. And we also, already, from, their from, best wins are. Do, do we agree that Notre Dame and Texas A and M have better best wins than Ohio State, or do yeah. we think Indiana's? I love Indiana, those? but yes. Okay, all right. So Ohio State is in purely on eye test if they're in. Notre Dame and Texas A and M. Resume question: I think Notre Dame wins. Yeah, they the, both have a blowout loss, but Notre Dame beat the team that blew them out also. Even if you toss out that Notre Dame got to beat USF 52 nothing, they still outscored their opponents over the course of the season more than AM did. You know, they were still, mm-hmm. I, I think, I just think a little bit better overall. But I, I would also mention, like, is it a bad thing? I mean, is it really a bad thing if AM, like, has a chance to go? You know, win a New Year's Six here. Like, isn't to that play, still going to be home in the Cotton Bowl to have a winnable New Year's Six game versus getting whooped by? By Bama in a, in a semifinal. Well, they're not going to be happy with it if they don't make the play. They're going to be mad, and I, I get but that. But for the for the trajectory there, I mean, don't I don't know. Isn't that a little bit well, I mean, easier to sell that hey, we should have been in it and we won all these games? You know, I don't know. Well, I guess Kellen Mond doesn't have to leave if he doesn't want to. That's true. <laughs> we have a lot of that to talk about in the offseason. But right now, we probably should go to bed because in roughly 11 hours and... and 14 minutes we're gonna know who's in the playoff and i'm excited 
Because if it's the four that you and I have arrived at using our truth serum test, then from a viewership standpoint, that's great. Yeah. If A&M gets in, new blood's great too. Yeah. That'd be another, you know, another new team in the playoff. So do I'm, you good, finish, I'm good either way. Do, do you finish the night having any sort of like in the back of your head a little, any thought at all? I know it was a close game, but any thought that, you know, it's unfortunate, like that Cincinnati should have been in this conversation more? No. No, and I, what, a lot of it is I just know they won't consider them. Yeah. Like, you just don't entertain they, it because you know yeah. we're never going there. Once they had them at seven, I thought initially, oh, they're at seven. They're in striking distance. And then they start dropping them without them playing. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, they're, there's, they're not really going to do this. So I've just sort of put that out of, the, out of my mind. And Same here. You know, I watched that game. It was probably not going to be a blowout because of the conditions. The, it yeah. was nasty. Nasty but, rainy game. You know, it, it was just Cincinnati played a great season. They did everything they could. The system is never going to let a team like that in. And mm-hmm. that's why I, I think the system should change. And I think Larry Scott and Bob Bowlesby should lead the charge to change the system because they're the ones that keep getting left out. And they could literally vote for a system that includes them every year. So it's really stupidity that is keeping them from having teams in the playoff. Uh, Or stubbornness, or I don't know. We're going to keep saying this until they hear it, Andy. Like, it's ridiculous, right? And, like, Larry Scott tried to throw it out there last time, and people treated that as if he got laughed out of the room, right? Because he got out. That shouldn't be the case. He didn't didn't think it up until somebody asked him about it. Like... (laughs) You should have been banging this drum three years ago. Yeah. And that's hey, they've spent years trying too. to figure out how to solve the Pac-12's problems, and that's one of them, man. Yeah. That, you, that's you one solution that's easy to right chase there. There. And oh, by the way, everybody makes more money. Mm-hmm. And you stop getting whined at by the group of five. Because you give them a spot. You give them one spot. The same spot you've been giving them with the New Year Six. Mm-hmm. You give them that one spot. They'll always be the eight seed. They'll, they'll probably always get crushed by the one seed, but there may be that one year where something hey, strange happens, we, we lo- and then we, it's all Look, different. man, we all love watching the 5 versus 12. Don't you think people are going to love watching the 1 versus 8? They're going to love watching 4 versus 5. Yeah. And and 3 versus 6. That That's the thing. Everybody's like, well, there's so many blowouts. Okay, 4-5 will not be a, the, the blowout that 1-4 is. Oh, I meant like college basketball. Like we love watching oh, the potential. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't think, but I don't think 1-8 equates to a 5-12. 5-12 is a different, see the thing about basketball is a 5-12 is a lot of times an okay power five team mm-hmm. that had a pretty good season because they were five, you know, they're not an eight, but they're playing against a mid-major conference champ that starts four seniors and like one <laughs> freshman who shoots 45% from three-point range. And that's not the same thing in, in college football because the talent gap is so much bigger. The, the experience gap is not the same thing because, yeah, it, what, what you might have is that Power 5 team has a bunch of freshmen. They haven't quite gelled yet. And the the other team's been playing, the starters have been playing together for three years. It's not going to be that way in football. The the talent gap between one and well, eight would be massive. I, I'll, I'll, that... Yeah. Agreed, but over this I still want last decade, we've also had the situations with 
Houston, Boise, TCU mm-hmm. in the past, where it's like yep. there have been some teams that at least have a chance to make those really competitive. Right. And I think I think those teams could actually beat three or four and maybe even two. Yeah. They're gonna struggle with one most years. Yeah. But but that's okay. I, I still want them to have a chance. And also, I'm fine with the team that earned the number one seed by winning the most games getting the easiest path. That's sure. the point of seeding. Yeah. So I'm all right with that. But that's going to happen. I know everybody complains about it when I bring it up. I'm sorry. It's inevitable. The sound of inevitability will hurt your ears, but it's still coming. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. We could probably talk for another half hour about where those games could be hosted, right, Andy, in, in light of the Saturday night news? If only there were large stadiums on college campuses that were tradition rich and loud when people are allowed to come. If only With they had hotels, something like that, you know, maybe so crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, we do. Well, before we wrap up, we do need to address that. And before we address that though, I do want to address the gift giving opportunity of the year. You know, Christmas is coming up. It's, it's Friday. And I know everybody does a lot of online shopping. Well, you're probably not getting anything to your house if you order it now. But there's something you can buy online that you can give to a friend or to a relative that will instantly make you their favorite friend or relative. You can buy a subscription to The Athletic, and we will give you one full-year subscription to gift to someone else completely free. So you buy one for yourself, read the best sports writing on the planet, you know, we'll have 40 stories that you can read off this championship weekend. We'll have NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, international soccer, all that you name it. And you can give that gift to your friend or to a family member. They will love you so much. And here's the thing. You buy it right now, it's yours right now. You give it to your friend right now. You don't have to worry about is the Postal Service going to get it to me? Is UPS going to get it to me? You're getting it. So go to theathletic.com slash Andy Staples, and you can sign up to buy one and gift one for free. All right. Yes, we do need to talk about change of venue before we go, Max. The announcement came Saturday night. If you've been reading The Athletic, you already knew it was coming. They have moved that semifinal game from the Rose Bowl to Jerry World to be played about the same time except in Jerry World. They said it was because of the number of COVID cases in Southern California. That is not true. There are more COVID cases, at least from a positivity rate standpoint, where they're headed. But the reason they're moving it is because no one would be allowed in the Rose Bowl except for the teams. The families can't come. And at least one school, cough, cough, Clemson, cough, cough, complained about this. And justifiably so they've been playing with fans all year so you're going to force them to go across the country to go play in an empty stadium and their families can't watch well in person well and and brian kelly called it out brian kelly did too so that that's another team that could have played there they're probably not going to at this point ohio state probably felt the same way can't say anything publicly about that though Mm -hmm. because you know big 10 rose bowl all that stuff so they're going to move that game to Jerry World. It's either going to be a good football game or it's not. Whether it has mountains or a sunset in the background, really kind of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. 
I only care if it's a good football game. So if that erodes the power of the bowl system a little bit more, oh, well. I, I know I know that, that you'd like to protect the middleman at all costs, so it's a, it's a tough night, you know? Well, I, I do love garish blazers. I really do. <laughs> I, I love a good, solid color that is not your traditional navy blue or black you know, a, well, and if, like and an if you can slap some red, slap some patches or pins on it, I mean, even better. Absolutely, I'm a big fan. I really am. I'm not. I'm actually not making that up. I don't know that I could wear the orange bowl blazer. That is a very bright orange. It's uh, a bold move. The yellow fiesta bowl blazer also tough. The rose bowl, like solid red blazer, is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I do love that blazer. So I do that. So if you want to put me on the tournament roses committee. I will accept. The man can pull it off, you know? Max, I don't think they're going to put me on the committee. I think I've been kind of mean to them over the years. So, But that's the deal. We, we, kinda, we knew this was going to happen. I don't think it changes anything about the game. We don't, really, we don't even know who's going to be in it yet, but probably Clemson, and then we think Ohio State. Uh, they played in the giant Hershey's Kiss in Glendale, Arizona last year. It was an excellent game. Sure was. Ohio State fans still feel like Sean Wade got jobbed by the targeting call, and uh, I was there. It was a letter of the law call, but he did not violate the spirit of the law, and I don't blame them for being mad about that. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it, it's one of those things where... Well, and, and it's worth mentioning, okay, Nolan Turner can't play in the first half of this game, so, you know. That's right. Makes that's it even right. closer. He had the interception at the end of last year's game. He did. So Threw it, it is... It's going to be fun. This playoff, if it's what we think it is, looks fun. It really does. Yeah. And if it's A&M, freaking if miraculous A&M, that we made it this far. As it, well. it, that's it's exactly right. And if A&M gets in instead of Notre Dame, it still looks fun. Cool. I don't, I don't care that it was a blowout the first time. Maybe they're really, more, really, really excited the second time. Mm-hmm. But I think you're probably right. I think if we had to guess, Max and I are... are consensus here because remember we don't actually vote we just have a consensus we come to a consensus like the committee one alabama two clemson three ohio state four notre dame yep feeling good about that right if florida had won what where would we be uh we'd be talking for another three hours probably i think we would because because <laughs> it would have been wait florida's got the best because a the week ago and, we and said a two-loss team would they get in but they lost lsu uh, a week ago we said well florida's out you can't put florida in over a&m even if they beat bama and then in the fourth quarter of that game you're like oh shoot now florida ad scott different. strickland is on the committee he's obviously not allowed to talk or be in the room when Florida stuff comes up. Mm-hmm. I would bet he's the only person on the committee who wanted Florida to win tonight. <laughs> because everybody else is like, please don't complicate this any more than it already is. Yes. Because they, they're going to make... like to get to the milk and cookies and call it a night here yeah. uh, before, you know, three in the morning. Yeah, they're going to make somebody really mad. Whether that's Texas A&M or Notre Dame, we will find out. But they are going to make somebody terrifically mad on and Sunday. And if A&M makes it, Neither of us will be mad. Nope. Nope. Listen, I'm happy there was a college football season. I enjoyed watching the games. I appreciate everybody working so hard to put the games on. Yes. Uh, the players for for all their hard work and not being able to go home and see families. And look, they wanted to play. I know they did, but I'm not Sacrificing sure. Sacrificing since June, man. It's been yeah, crazy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure when, when they were pushing to play. They understood exactly what they were signing up for. Yeah. 
so I, you know, thank you to them for for playing, and I hope hope you got out of the season what you wanted out of it. And you know, I, I'm just glad there was a football season because it helped me feel normal yep. during all this. It, it was, it, and I don't know about anybody else, but it it was something to look forward to each week, where all the weeks kind of feel the same. I mean, I didn't for the first time ever. Like, I didn't travel to a single game this year, but it still felt like an incredible season. You know. Yep. It was, I mean, there was drama. There, was, there weren't as many just complete shocking results, though you got one at Florida LSU last year or last week. So mm-hmm. had some of it. And then I thoroughly enjoyed watching the SEC championship game. The, there were other games. LSU Ole Miss on Saturday was awesome. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, it was, it was worth it. And, you know, I know there's been a lot of teams that are opting out of bowl games. USC said, said on Saturday that they're going to opt out of bowl. And look, I get Got it. no if, issue with that. If you want to be done, be done. Yeah. But I'm glad there's a couple more big games coming. And on Sunday at noon Eastern, we are going to find out who plays in them. We will talk to you right after that. Talk to you in a few hours.